Oh, okay, wait, now I'm hearing something. All right, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. I was hoping to remain muted the whole time you wore that hat. Oh, okay. Well, Anthony, you know what day it is. It's Fedora Monday! And I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do the laugh because I feel like... I'm 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 fedoraed up with this bullshit. <laughs> it's never stopping. I'm always going to wear it. <laughs> Thank you, jackass listener who voted... Welcome to The Lake Show. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Harrison Fagan. Harrison, we kind of sort of got a morsel to talk about today. Kind of. At the very, very end of the show. We might have just be able to snuck something in. Yeah, like right in our last minute, like 10 minutes of show prep, right before the show that we always do. Of like, what are we actually going to talk about today? <laughs> like, we thought of something in like 30 seconds before we went on air. So yeah. this should be good. So we actually have stuff to talk about. You guys should continue listening, uh, except for that one guy who we will Even if to you later. hate my voice. Yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's start, though. With the tax numbers, Shams Karania reported that the tax numbers are are out for next season. Teams have been notified that the cap is going to be set at 125 million. That is slightly lower than some projections had it, according to Karania. Uh, but I feel like we hear that every every year. It's weird. So I don't fully understand cap math, like and how they like formulate the cap. I understand that it's some portion of like revenue and like all that stuff. Like there's this formula like, that goes into it, and I don't fully understand how it's done because I'm not a math guy. So yeah. full disclosure here. It basically but it's has always... to help help ensure that the that the players get the 49 percent of BRI that they are promised. Yeah, it's just it's very strange to me. That um, like every year they're like, oh, the cap's going to be a little less than expected. But the next year is projected to be the same as it was originally projected. And like, I don't know if they're just like kicking the can down the road yeah. every time. And they're just like, well, I mean, who can really say about 2021? So, yeah, same projection. It's it's good. <laughs> oh, yeah. In 2025, we're going to have another balloon effect. Unfortunately, the world is going to end because of global warming. But, hey, at least we'll have the idea of it if we're still here. Yeah. And there will be lots of player empowerment for everyone. We're going to get to that later. That's going to be the second half of this first segment. Uh, Draymond talking about LeBron and empowering players and stuff like that. I found that really interesting. But let's stick to the numbers here. What does this mean for the Lakers? That's what all listeners are going to ask. So, again, as not a math guy, I uh, turn this over to Pete, our you know trusty friend of the show and fellow silver screen and roll. And your uh, internet dad. Yeah, my and my internet dad. And so I went to him and I asked him. I didn't really. I just looked at his tweet. And he says that, you know, if the Lakers re-sign AD uh, and with Kuz's cap hold, they'll have around $62 million in cap space as a, like that summer. Well, you have to take and that's into not account. Fa- that's not factoring in LeBron. So. Yeah. And, well, and, and the Contavious Caldwell-Pope tax. <laughs> Do we, is that still going to be a thing in two years? Really? <laughs> He's gonna. The year is 2047. The Lakers just re-signed Contavious Caldwell Pope on another one-year deal yeah. to make LeBron happy again. Humanity has ceased to exist, but Contavious Caldwell Roach is is, is on the Lakers. It's on the <laughs> That's Lakers. That's too mean. Don't don't do KCP like that. Come on. Uh, no, I I I think it's interesting because, like you said, this is that's going to be the summer of Giannis. Right. It's the summer of Giannis. It's the summer of Kawhi again. It's the summer of LeBron. So hey, maybe the Lakers can get a big time for big time free agent LeBron James. Uh, <laughs> and it's the summer of Paul George. Space Jam Three will be coming out in 2023. 
Yeah, it's going to be all those guys on the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, as part of the Space Jam cinematic universe, they'll each get their own spinoffs. And... <laughs> I'd watch. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> they just like they just team up with other cartoons too. Like one of them is like Scooby Doo and his friends playing basketball. Yeah. Ruh row. Reggie, pass the ball, Reggie. Sa- save it for your kid, Anthony. I don't. I don't need. It kind of turned I into Yoda there. Okay. Yeah. A little, you want a little Yoda? <laughs> but His anyway. Are bad. God. Um. um. Anyway, I think. Like, like, obviously, that is, I guess, I, w- I don't, I'm not going to say it's big for the Lakers because this is like the same thing that it kind of was. It's just we know the exact math now or the exact projected math. Mm-hmm. But that does really underscore that this team, despite, you know, kind of the criticisms of the process and, you know, I think the justified criticism that they have not really excelled at operating like with the potential of two paths at once they've kind of done this thing where they're like we have to sign expiring deals because their trades are not a thing we can't move contracts or whatever we have to keep all cap space free with Mm -hmm. expiring contracts and like so there are some criticisms here of the way that they've gone about this but at the same time they are again like they're set up for beyond this era as well potentially especially if ad is still on the books and you know is still really good as we kind of all expect him to be that might be a decent lure to get one of these guys to sign on and like extend out this era unless Giannis signs his extension yeah if he signs a super max then this whole thing kind of goes to crap because i would say like Kawhi and uh paul george are probably unlikely to join the lakers that at this be, point that would be my guess so the question I was going to ask is who of those of these names that we're talking about in 2021, who seems the most likely? And it's it's Giannis, in my opinion. Well, it's LeBron. Well, <laughs> all right. Is he a max? Is he a max guy in 2021? That's an interesting question because LeBron certainly did his best to make it clear in the last CBA that he should be able to get his max in 2021 when he will be he'll be 36 then. Right. Mm -hmm. They have that like new over 36 Chris Paul max that like only Chris Paul has been able to take advantage of as the president of the Players Association. Weird how that works out. Yeah, not weird. Not not that's not strange. Um, (laughs) But that is something that LeBron, his former vice president, uh, Uh you know, may be able to take advantage of as well. And. LeBron has said in the past that he will never take less than the max. It would be interesting if he were to take like the sort of like, uh, you know, like our, our friend Just Rycole called it the Tim Duncan discount uh, on Twitter. And if, you know, if LeBron were to take something like that, then all of a sudden that's really interesting because you have yeah. a decent amount of cap space to play with to sign a max and maybe some other guys and LeBron and Anthony Davis. And like, even if it's a declining 36 year old LeBron, that's still probably a LeBron that can give you some like, you know, above average minutes, I would say. It would be funny if the Lakers who paid post Achilles Kobe $48 million went to LeBron and said, Hey, do you mind taking less? Well, yes, but you know, like LeBron didn't do what Kobe has done for the franchise at the same time. Like we do, we joke and stuff. And like, that was a bad contract. You know, it wasn't for the Lakers business operations, but it was for like their basketball operations. And like, but there was, there was stuff behind that. They felt like he had earned it. And I think that contract that taking care of him, I maintain, I think that that's part of why they got LeBron. I think that he saw that they're a team that will be loyal to their aging star. So maybe, yeah, maybe he doesn't see it, you know, talking down this line of thought as like he should have to take a pay cut. He's like, well, you That's guys take thing. care of 
guys that, you know, and he did, you know, Kobe obviously did more for the Lakers than LeBron has done so far, but he did put them back on the map and has kind of single-handedly dragged them back into the contention conversation, like Mm -hmm. by signing here, making them a target for Anthony Davis. Like, I don't know that Anthony Davis would be trying to force his way here without LeBron. No. And it probably doesn't go as well as it does. He'd probably be forcing his way to New York, which was the other team on his list, whatever. Like, you know, I, yeah. I think re- and revitalize them the same way that LeBron tried to revitalize this team. Hey, don't don't understate uh, Anthony Davis saying that one day he might maybe possibly go to Chicago. Maybe. Yeah, I think that was like almost the verbatim quote, too. Just like <laughs> he maybe might possibly yeah. consider considering it. Maybe. We'll maybe. We'll if he, depending on the mood. Yeah, we'll see. That's the that's the line that I can't wait to use the most as a dad. Dad, can I have a pony? We'll see. Dad, can I have a new car? Well, maybe. A I'll pony is really going to be a will see on a podcast on like podcast money. That's going to be a will see. Do you know how expensive horses are? Uh, that's just got to be a no. You don't get her hopes up there. You just oh, that's true. I always forget that like Jen's actually rich and it like funds your podcast empire. So. <laughs> As Reddit has figured out. <laughs> yes, yes. It's <laughs> out. As first reported by Lakers Reddit. I, I, I'm I, interested. Giannis doesn't seem... We'll see. He said directly before that like he doesn't really enjoy Los Angeles. Like he said like at the yeah. All-Star Big Lights. But a lot of guys have said that. Like Kevin Durant has talked about like I would never join a super team type stuff. And then he created like maybe the best one of the all time. The super team. Yeah, like the super, super team. Yeah. Um. I- and, well, like, the guys say stuff like that all the time and then kind of change as they get older. So, yeah. like, I don't want to hold Giannis accountable for saying the right thing. Like, he's not going to go to a Milwaukee paper after the All-Star break and be like, you know, a place was great. And, they, like, again, this is like four years. This would have been like four or five years out of 2021. Showed yeah. up back in Milwaukee and done an interview and been like, you know, a place is great. Los Angeles. Really <laughs> love it. Love the Lakers. Purple and gold. The All-Star game this year is going to be interesting. Because that's where all these guys come together and talk, and and yeah, now well, we'll it see. Would be and Team USA next summer yeah. when like theoretically the stars are going to play again. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how everybody handles that. It'll it'll be. I mean, the the NBA just sent out that weird memo that told everybody you can't tamper anymore. Yeah, they saw the Olympics coming next summer and like LeBron like mulling over one final run, <laughs> and they're just like uh 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 yeah. Yeah. Do you think Adam Silver called him like extra, like just aside from the memo? He just called him in and was like, hey, LeBron, just by chance, did you see the memo that went out today? I just <laughs> want to make sure that you saw it, you know, like just in case. I hope he did. I hope he did. And I hope LeBron was like, go fuck yourself. Just go. No, away. LeBron probably would have been like, I absolutely saw that. No tampering here. I'm just I'm just talking to my friends and talking yeah. to them about how nice it would be to play with them. I don't know where. Yeah. You know? I'm just focused on Space Jam 5. <laughs> As the Space Jam CU continues to expand. <laughs> SJCU. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, LeBron and, and, and off-court moves and stuff like that, Draymond Green came out and said that uh, he. this is from, I don't know what it's from. I'm reading it from Silver Screen and Roll. Uh, I it, not... it was on CNBC's, I believe the show was called Power Lunch. Power Lunch. Yeah. Uh, Green goes, it has a lot of people talking, and obviously that's a huge and large, cre- large credit to LeBron James talking You're about— talking about the player empowerment and the season, like, or not player empowerment, but all the player movement and how it's like juiced up interest in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with what he's done in his career, that's kind of shown everybody else the power that you have as a player. And that's, you know, that's why you saw the movement this year is because the ath- athlete, the basketball players have taken control of their own future. We've taken control of our destiny. 
And I think a lot of people hate that, but I think that's one of, you know, everybody celebrates LeBron for his basketball career, for the things he's accomplished. I think the doors that he's opened for athletes and especially basketball players is his biggest accomplishment. Do you agree with Draymond? Well, so first of all, my conspiracy theory is that he's trying to play this up so that people don't see LeBron's biggest accomplishment as like the 3-1 comeback. <laughs> Pay no attention to the failure behind he's the like, curtain. He's like, just ignore that. His greatest accomplishment <laughs> is empowering all of us to come together and then beat him the next two years. <laughs> Draymond, <laughs> turns out, throws better no-look passes than Steph. Yeah. How about that? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that's still like i don't think we could say it's too soon because that was 2016 but like that that gif that gif of the the trophy bouncing away into the stands oh that was incredible happens. whoever made that like yeah. deserves an oscar they should have an oscar for best gift <laughs> this should internet all right they're, they're opening it up emmys are getting like network has an emmy now so maybe the oscar no the oscars will never catch up yeah but, probably Let's go back to the point at hand here, though, because I do think all of this is interesting, and I agree with— yeah. I was I, being mostly sarcastic, to be clear. Yeah. I agree with the—I think the idea that Draymond has in mind here, that athletes should have been more empowered than they've been over the years, where I think athletes and LeBron—and Anthony Davis has really learned this over the last couple of years— what they need to figure out a way to take in something to take into account here when they're flexing their their newly empowered muscle is how does this affect other players? Because like you could say, yeah, Anthony Davis took complete control over his career. And what that led to was literally everybody on the Lakers roster not named LeBron James having to worry about trade rumors and answer to trade rumors the entire season last year. Yep. Yeah. There, uh, there's unintended consequences to all of this stuff, and it's like it's interesting to watch because, like, I, I went back for this article. I went back just through NBA history and a couple examples of like how star players have changed things. Like, you have the '70s where Oscar Robertson sued the NBA and, and created free agency. Yep. There was no free agency before that. They held out um, of a, of a of a th they threatened to hold out of an All Star game. Yeah. And so like in and then you have the, the 1980s where Larry Bird uh, created like he, he didn't create it himself, but it was created in part because of him. Mm -hmm. Bird rights. Bird like rights. that's where that phrase comes from. So that teams that are kind of close to the cap or whatever can go over the cap and re-sign their star players. Like if there were if there I can I can. I can bet you money that if there was not a star player like heading into that type of contract situation, like with their team, that other teams may not have voted to like ratify that type of advantage or whatever. Or, like the NBA may not have pushed for something like that mm -hmm. to keep a team like the Celtics. And I know like Lakers fans don't want to hear about how great the Celtics are, but they're one of the NBA's iconic teams. And like yeah. it wouldn't have been in the NBA's best interest for that to break apart because they couldn't go over some like, you know, a predetermined cap no, number. That, that dynasty spurred the revival of the NBA and had. Yeah, Larry Bird gone to Atlanta. We don't get that rivalry. Yeah, exactly. And like, if it was like, if it wasn't them versus Magic, then that would be would have been horrible for the NBA. Mm -hmm. And then you have in the '90s where Michael Jordan takes that to the next level, and like he's like he raises like the profile of NBA players in general, the interest in the league. That pours more money into the league, so that players are getting paid more. Mm -hmm. They're getting more shoe endorsements for the first time than they ever have. Like, and so you just go back through, and all these guys, there, there's unintended consequences to all that stuff. So if you trace it right through to like the Michael Jordan thing and the shoes and all of that, like that 
is where all of these guys started getting enough money. It like put it down the pathway for all of these guys to get enough money that like, hey, all of a sudden a few million dollars in like home team advantage doesn't matter as much anymore. It's what can you do for me in terms of building me a winner? It's what can you do in terms of like making me happy? And like we're seeing play. We saw LeBron be the first player to really kind of embrace that and take advantage of that opportunity where he didn't need the extra money that the Cavaliers could give him as much as he wanted to play with his friends to live in Miami Mm -hmm. and to build like this amazing team and like raise his profile even further. And it led to him being hated at first. But now it kind of put the thought in fans and teams minds where like fans are kind of like this is a little bit more normal. Fans, if a star leaves their team, are still going to be mad. But nationally, you aren't going to be as hated as LeBron was necessarily for leaving. Like we didn't even see Kevin Durant get that level of hate. Like and yeah. He kind of upended the whole league like he got it in different ways, but yeah. it wasn't the vitriol that LeBron received. That was like, you know, there was a different connotation People to it. still on hold some... the decision against LeBron to this day when like, <laughs> I mean, it, it happens all the time. Yeah, now it happens all the time. And then that leads to guys like Anthony Davis where like the Pelicans are so, like they realize, oh, we haven't made this guy happy. We have to move him to another team and get something for him because we don't want to lose him. Like the Cavaliers lost LeBron, like X, Y, and Z lost different players. Like, And so it's just created this culture shift. And it's all kind of in the players' court now. And I do wonder how long before fans start to like react adversely to that like in, on some level, especially if like guys are just like – like it was a little. T- I'm. I'm gonna say this. Like I, I mean this with all due respect to Anthony Davis. The way that he talked about his trade demand last year at the trade deadline was a little tone deaf. You know, very like it was deaf. very much. It was very much a 25, 26 year old talking about like you know a career decision that they were making that they were not like necessarily you know, listening to the other concerns there. And I'm not saying that he should have changed his decision or anything like that. But like the way that he talked about, oh, I'll just put up like a post on Instagram or something thanking the fans (laughs) like everyone does. Like that just makes it seem so like I don't care about you at all. And like for fans, fans are bought into the laundry, yes, of the teams, but they want to like these guys and feel like they can buy into these players as people. And Mm -hmm. if you're just like almost dismissing them like that, again, I'm not attacking ad here it's just an example that i was thinking of um like i think i can see a world where that extends too far and where fans start to push back on it it actually hurts the league well also you have billionaire owners who are not going to particularly enjoy a bunch of young people telling them what to do yeah how to run their business how to how to do this if you want to keep me you got to do this 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 and this right and i think that has you know, we we kind of laugh at the idea of the league sending out these tampering things and 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 all of that. But I would imagine that has a lot to do with the owners saying we we've lost control of our business. No, this is a pushback against like Paul George last year resigned for three years to stay in Oklahoma City. And now their entire team building plan was upended because Kawhi Leonard was recruiting him while he was under contract to force a trade to the Clippers. Like that's unintended consequences of player yeah. power. And like LeBron probably sees that. And like as much as he probably wanted Kawhi to, to sign with the Lakers, he probably sees that as like, oh, yeah, another guy like getting what he wants. And like yeah. we're still winning against the owners and like players probably see it like that. But when you see the stuff that you're talking about with like this is affecting 90 percent of the league, you know, in yeah. like kind of an adverse way where nobody can be sure about their future and they're constantly talked about being shipped. And it's just like the top, you know, one percent, 10 percent. That's kind of that's kind of yeah. what I want to get at, too, is that let's stop calling it athlete empowerment. Let's start calling it superstar empowerment because it is, it is, it is superstar empowerment. It's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's not, not really. Like, it's not for everyone else. Right. It's it's 
and look to a certain extent that's what america is all about right oh yeah if you're Get exceptional yourself. you should be able to be paid yeah. and have the powers of being exceptional mm -hmm. that is the american dream and these guys have made it for themselves right and so you know to that extent i'm cool with it i i i kind of bristle at the idea of just calling it athlete empowerment i think that's some that's some great pr spin from the people who set this precedent right but you know the irony here is that the person who kind of lost his own empowerment as a result of athlete empowerment that he has spoken really highly of over the last umpteen years was chris paul because paul george demanded out of uh, uh out of oklahoma city and goes to L.A., Russell Westbrook now says, you know, I I don't think I should really be here very long. And guess who gets shipped out of Houston with nothing yeah, well, that Chris he's able Paul, to say about it? Chris Paul empowered his way right into that by signing <laughs> yeah. that gigantic contract, you know? Right. like, And that that's, that's another unintended consequence. And this yeah. is just all to say, like, all this stuff, like, it's not necessarily a good or a bad thing. It's just interesting to watch how it unfolds and how everything is kind of a domino effect. And you yeah. aren't always seeing where something's going and what tipping over that domino is going to create, like, down the, like you know, 20 dominoes down the line. Yeah. Well, I think it's mostly good. Right. Like even. Yeah. No, I think I think on aggregate it is a good thing. Yeah. I just think that it's it's going to be interesting to watch how this shifts things and how this continues to shift. Yeah, because like you brought you brought up the Anthony Davis example. Right. And what I would say is, yes, obviously, Lonzo Hart Ingram probably didn't enjoy being traded out, being a, the, the at the center of all those trade rumors and all those things. That probably no, Anthony, they were empowered to try New Orleans cuisine. <laughs> Dude, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony Davis should go to like send him a you're, you're welcome gift from Kobe. LeBron's LeBron's like what goodbye gift was five like Yelp reviews from New Orleans and just a you're welcome. <laughs> a bunch of gift cards. Yeah. Um, but I, I but what I was going to say, though, is that in the example of Anthony Davis leaving New Orleans, because, you know, those fans probably didn't enjoy that, how all that played out, too. That organization definitely didn't like how that all played out. But at the end of the day, they bring in Zion Williamson here, right? That's not a direct result of how that all played out. But what that did is— Unless you believe in conspiracies. Well, that's kind of fun. I mean, if Anthony we put Davis our tinfoil hats on, I'm yeah. just saying, like, it is very convenient <laughs> that they ended up with the number one pick after all of that, so that they could look like they rebounded well, and the NBA could continue to sell. Small markets have a chance. But Anthony Davis being or trying his own empowerment, taking control of his own career, right, demanding out all of those things, it put a a magnifying glass on the way the Pelicans were running their business. Right. At the very end there, they say, oh, well, see, look, we hired our own training staff. Hey, look, uh, the, the Mickey Loomis is no longer running the, the New Orleans Pelicans. Right. He's just focused on football. And and what that does is they bring in they bring on Zion Williamson and they are now a better organization. They are better suited to deal with Zion Williamson to 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 uh, to serve Zion Williamson and 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 and, and make sure that they optimize his career and obviously they would have rather not have to lose Anthony Davis in that process but that player empowerment what that does is it sets the it sets the foundation for this next generation to come in here and these organizations are going to be nervous about how they treat these players how they serve these players and now what we're seeing is instead of being focused on what can we do to better serve the players 
they're going after tampering, which isn't all that unexpected, right? That's them yeah, lashing out. they're like, out. how can we control this? It's right. not like, how can we deal with the actual root of the problem? It's right. like, how can we stop them from doing this? Right. You know? Right. Like, it's not this unexpected. This is the good thing about this is the good thing about player empowerment it's or athlete empower, you know star empowerment Superstar whatever empowerment, yeah. like it does hold these organizations accountable yeah. and if you're a fan even if like a player is leaving your team it is at least for embar- possibly embarrassing the team into making some changes that allow them to keep their next star and put something together like that is something that you can kind of sell yourself even if that's probably not what you want to hear as your Anthony Davis or whoever is out the door like this stuff it does like it, these teams can't be incompetent anymore without having a light shined on it because players are not going to want to go there and I mean, players have the power to decide that now. It's why you're seeing the Knicks getting as savage as they've ever been. Yeah. Well, it, look, I, there was there was verbatim <laughs> reports out there, right, from players saying, no, we don't want to go there because James Dolan's a dumbass. <laughs> like, well, I think that wasn't that a verbatim report from Enos Cantor? <laughs> Probably. I hope so. Uh, but. To bring this full circle here, right, the, 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 the focus of this conversation is LeBron James and what he's done for it. And we talked about these organizations being held accountable. The Lakers have to hope they aren't held accountable in the same way. Well, so this is something where they actually deserve credit. I think that they're ahead of the curve in some ways yeah. uh, in terms of taking care of their players and Superstars. making it a very enjoyable experience to be Kobe. a Laker. That We you talked know? about the Kobe deal. Yeah, well, there's the Kobe deal, and then there's all the stuff like this practice facility with all the amenities and things that it provides and, like, all the things that they try to take care of for the players. Like, guys talk about it, and you can talk about the drama, and you can say all of that stuff. Obviously, that was not great for those players that had to deal with it, and they probably did not enjoy that. But towards the beginning of the year, there was a lot of talk about how, like, you know, even Rondo, who, like, played for the Celtics, has played for a number of other, like, historic organizations, was talking about this was, like, far and away, like, the best place he's ever played. And, like, in terms of, like, how they take care of you how they help you out with things and whatever like this is something that the lakers they they palinka talks about this all the time how they want to be a player forward experience and like a player first experience and you know they really do try to like make stuff like that happen Mm -hmm. and um so like it's all for naught if the incompetence that we saw after magic johnson resigned continues yeah, like obviously that stuff is going to probably end up outweighing it. Like mm-hmm. if players are constantly thrust into trade rumors, there's constantly turnover at the top, turmoil, whatever. It's like yeah. exhausting and dramatic for everyone. That will outweigh it. But they are at least trying to focus on these things yep. that make players happy and gets the word out there about you to the league that this is a place that takes care of the guys that are wearing their uniform. Yep. Yeah, I, I think in general, I liked Draymond's quote here. I would probably tweak it to say superstar empowerment. Right. Because and, you know, that's it's no different from the, the empowerment we think of in the American day to day. But, you know, it's it's it, I, I think it's fascinating. I think LeBron deserves a lot of credit for it while also taking into account, well, we got to see how the rest of these dominoes play out because we yeah, got, and we, eventually we're going to see back like official full blown backlash from I, these. Owners. I think the next CBA negotiations are going to be really yes. interesting and potentially really, really contentious. Yeah, very flammable. I, right. I like I feel I, I almost assume that we're headed for a lockout at this point. I know no one wants to hear that. But like if things keep going like this, where the owners feel like they're backed against a wall and they don't have any power. And again, I'm not saying that the players shouldn't do this and that the right. owners like, you we're know, that the owners about how a billionaire party conduct here. They're themselves. Making ton, yeah, they're making tons of money, like hand over fist off of these guys. So I'm not blaming the players for it at all. I'm nope. just saying that the type of people that the owners or governors or whatever, you know, like are 
are um, like they are not going to stand for that no. very much. And it, it potentially could get really ugly. The entire purpose of becoming a billionaire is to never have to be held accountable. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest here. And, and now they're being held accountable by people who, who technically kind of sort of work for them. They aren't yeah. going to like that. that. That's not going to go over very well. So nope. it's going to be interesting to see what that backlash is going to be. Let's take a, a quick second here. When we come back, we're going to wander through the reviews. We found some some funny ones. We have an interesting question. And then uh, Harrison, here's my attempt at a tease. Are you ready for this? Yes, I'm ready. We might have found the source of the way Byron Scott crosses his arms. Oh, in the book. Okay, that was a tease. I'm ready for this. Yeah. Hang tight. All right, so let's start. We'll, we'll, we'll keep people interested to the very, very end here with the Byron book review. But uh, let's start with these reviews. Let's, uh, let's wander through them. There, I believe there was one question, one funny one, and then there was one uh, person who hates us. Person. Oh, you want me to read the one that hated us? Yeah, we're gonna why not? It's fun. Okay, let's well, start there. Let's start there. Okay, we'll start there, but we're going to say, okay, we're all in the trust circle right now, and we're all going to say, like, this is the only one-star review we are ever reading on this show, okay? Yeah, it's if just really funny. If you leave really another one-star review, it's not happening. We're, we, we count on you guys. We're all friends here. We're trying to make our podcast together as successful as we can make it, and uh, please don't leave us a one-star review because it actually, like, really – hurts us and like it takes food out of Avery's mouth yeah. and like so Anthony can't feed his child I can't feed my she cat just skipped my a meal the, I just so. want you to know that every time you put down a one-star review like that per, you're personally saying like f you guys yeah. and and your family enjoy so, your Applebee's wedding Harrison exactly yeah right. if I have to get married in Applebee's because of uh, because of you guys I'm, I'm not coming back to this podcast I'm just gonna say that so Ooh. <laughs> you probably won't come back because Applebee's, Applebee's will kill you. But yes, I think on. eating that as much food as you eat at a wedding, but specifically Applebee's food would yeah. be lethal. We would so, both die. So again, once again, the show is brought to you by Applebee's. So <laughs> um, anyway, that was our plug. Uh, all right, so this one that we we get off to a banner start because the title here is, this is from Big Ricks, and the title here is Irwin has to go. Okay. So we're already we're already ready to go, and it just says. I had to give this podcast a one-star rating because of Anthony Irwin and Harrison Fagan. They spelled my name wrong. Um, so first error there. Uh, the other hosts are informed and have a perspective that is at least unique. So, hey, guys, listen to the other yeah. days of the show. Big Ricks really likes them, Christian, and I really Sabrina, like them, too. So that is probably Alex. the only thing. That's one of the main things that Big Ricks and I are in agreement on. Mm -hmm. Um so he says, Harrison seems to have his own mind and seems pretty reasonable. Okay, that was really nice. I mm -hmm. actually, like, you know, I, I thought this was going to be a one-star review. I did not expect a compliment. Um, and then, all right, let's just keep reading. It's just his voice is so irritating. Okay, that's hurtful. Um, <laughs> did you leave this? Is this yours? Uh, no, keep reading and you'll understand why it definitely okay. wasn't from me. Big Ricks, I just want you to know that hurt my feelings because <laughs> basically you're saying that I can never get any better There's because nothing I'm you can plate. do, and my voice just sucks. Yeah. Like whereas you're saying like Anthony, at least if he got a brain, like could improve. Yeah. If I you know, only and had so a brain. like, and the, the the review continues. Andrew, so I'm guessing that means you. No, it's uh, my little brother. Yeah. Well, that's he funny. He caught astray. Your brothers, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Andrew. Like, <laughs> Um, 
Andrew has a lot of arrogance for someone absolutely devoid of intelligence. He listens to the latest gossip, regurgitates it with a feminine giggle, and then acts like he's a genius. His constant belittling of the Lakers front office, quote, process and personnel is comical coming from him. He himself is devoid of a critical thought process mm-hmm. and has demonstrated no personal contributions to the game of basketball. So, okay, so Byron wrote this review. That's what we just figured out. <laughs> um, I have watched, listened to, and attended Lakers games since 1975 and looked to fill up on all things Lakers. I was excited when I saw another podcast that came on five times a week. Thank you. That's what we were hoping. I immediately subscribed. Thanks. That's what you should do. But had to unsubscribe because he is the host, and I just couldn't allow myself to get dumber by listening to his bizarre dribble. (laughs) I do subscribe to this pod. Okay, so he resubscribes. That actually helps us out. So he left us one Two subscribes here. Yeah, but he subscribed and then unsubscribed and then resubscribed, mm-hmm. which actually does help us out. So if any of you want to do that, that's great. Just keep um, but then immediately delete when I first hear his voice. So do you think if we just did a really long cold open where it was just my irritating voice talking and then like if we just went like five minutes and then you talk, that's right when he'd turn it off and delete it? <laughs> well, today, I mean, I started this thing on mute, right? So he yeah. at least stuck around for like 15 seconds. Yeah. Way to go, Big Rick. This guy, this guy sounds like the kind of guy who calls himself Big right right god i wasn't gonna go there but yeah yeah he has he has like those those testicles that hang from his truck and everything yeah so our reviews though are not yes probably i would say (laughs) and like and he constantly talks about respecting the game of basketball yeah he likes college basketball better than pro basketball Yes, almost assuredly. And yeah. he's very mad about the NCAA, like, like the, the, the he's very law. mad about the bill in California yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, you just, you, you, it's like an education isn't enough. Yeah. That's definitely <laughs> something he said before. I agree. Uh, um, no, 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 I don't agree with him. I agree that he would have said that. Yeah. So please don't leave us review. Even that one made us laugh, but please don't leave us reviews like that. Unless it's five stars. If you leave us five stars and then you roast us yeah. like that. You'll probably read it on the show because that's Absolutely. actually hilarious. Absolutely. Um, I like, like laughing if, at myself. Yeah. So, like, just roast us and give us a five-star review. We'll steal the bit from Pardon My Take. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, just give us a five-star review and a roast, and I'll read it, especially if it's mean about Anthony. Barstool has um, stolen plenty, so they, they, they have it coming to them. Let's, <laughs> come on. <laughs> what's, the, what's the next review we have here? Um, okay, so as we wander through most of our most of our reviews are pretty positive. So yeah. I do appreciate that. I appreciate all of you that listen to our call to action. Um, and this one, so then they basically populated two, like three spectrums. The there great, was the greatest were, intro to a, to a review I've ever heard. Yes, there were there were questions um, uh-huh. like about basketball, which we will get to one of those. There were ones that were just praising us, which thank you. Um, and then there were ones like this. So uh, this one is from. <laughs> Coop's father, and it says Lakers SBN rules, and uh, he just said, or he or she, I guess, uh, shouldn't be gender. No, he said father, right? Oh, okay, yeah, so probably, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So... The, here's the review. My original review ain't populating, probably because I word the I use the word a lot. Anyway, great <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Lakers are the best, and Caruso is God. I don't know which. I don't want to insult anyone, but I don't know which like college student left that. But I don't. I have no idea what context he would be using that word in a podcast review for our show. I just want to know, like, the day that that person signed back on to iTunes and looked for their review and was disappointed that it wasn't there. Yeah, they're just like, oh, man, it's not Come on. I wrote 500 words. 
495 of them was but fine. <laughs> All right, well, Coop's father, thank you for your support. And I agree about Caruso. Yeah, Caruso's great. Um, so <laughs> that, uh, and then we actually, we did have one question that we were going to get to uh, today. And it is from, uh, this one is from LA240825. Um, and I don't know what the 25's for, but I mean, obviously the tw- 24 and 08 are probably Friend Kobe of, reference. Uh, Lockdown Lakers, I, reckon, I recognize the iTunes account. Oh, okay. So um, then he uh, he asked, do you guys ever see Lonzo Ball coming back to the Lakers? I answered this actually on Locked on Lakers. I think I, okay. I I could see it. I could see it. I mean, Dwight Howard just returned to the Lakers. I have a hard time seeing it based on how things ended. But Dwight Howard just returned to the Lakers. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just – I think that he was like – for Dwight Howard, like, he number one, this was his last He had chance. no other options. Yeah, he had no other options. And, like, he's been criticized enough different places, like, that he knows that some of that was on him. And he chose to leave and was, like, pilloried for it because of that reason, like, all that stuff. Like, Lonzo didn't really choose to leave. He was just kind of dragged around by the organization, thrown in trade rumors constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like – you know, had his jumper made like a target fairly or unfairly by like a lot of Lakers fans. And like, so I think, you know, it would be hard for me to see him coming back here unless it was under like a similar circumstance where, um, you know, it was like his last chance. I, so the, the whole thing he's going through right now with big baller brand and his dad and, and whether or not he's going to leave and, and take on some new sponsorship partnership, whatever it is, that stuff to me is really interesting. Because that's somebody like we talked about empowerment and 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 taking control of your destiny and taking control of your career and all those things like that's this that's what Lonzo Ball is doing right now, and he's doing it in in a way that literally every human being probably can relate to. Is is there wrestling? He's wrestling away his career, his identity from his parents. He's yeah, stepping. We've out. all had to go through that. Yeah, and and not I, at this level and this publicly, but we've all had to go through that. Yeah, and and I think as a result of that process, you mean you, you, what you do throughout that process is you look at, okay, now what, who was I while I was doing things so as not to piss off dad? Who was I? Like, who did I? Was there anybody I wronged? Was there anything that I could have changed that would have brought me to this point earlier? Right. And I think I don't think and obviously Lonzo didn't wrong the Lakers in any way, but no. is is there is there was there a maturity thing that you know could he have been more mature while he was out here? Could he have been a better Laker if he wasn't wearing shoes that were breaking down on him and he had a change at the end of every quarter? And Probably. you know, like you know, to be honest, like again, he's twenty, so I'm not going to like destroy the guy for it because a lot of twenty year olds don't have the best dietary habits, even in the NBA. But like yeah. you know, he wasn't on like a professional level diet, no. you know. He wasn't always like a guy that was like like grinding in the gym in the same way that like Kuz and Hart and like those guys were. Mm-hmm. And again, they were a little older, a little bit more mature. He may come around to that. Yeah. But like there were things he could have done differently. I don't yeah. think that he deserved to be handled the way that no. he was handled. But like, you know, there were things he could have done differently. Yeah, that's that's kind of why I think as a result of all this, this entire thing that he's going through right now, it wouldn't surprise me if at the other end of this thing, a few years removed – He's a free agent, and and when he's a free agent, maybe the Lakers have cap room, and and you know there's there's some type of relationship that they can rebuild there. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean, maybe if this like whole front office is gone, <laughs> maybe maybe he's a huge. He really doesn't like 
Kurt Rambis, as it turns out. Oh, my God. Don't say it. We have to say Anthony's kidding because we don't know this for a fact. But <laughs> um, All right. Let's 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 read this. Uh, we have one more review to go, I think, right? No, that was it. That, that was, was it. it. That was it. All right. So leave us a five-star review if you can. I hope that, that wasn't, like, too self-indulgent. But, like, that does help us out. And I thought that they were funny. So. I thought they were funny. The, the <laughs> one was hilarious to me. God. Um, all right. Are you ready for this? Should we do a drum roll? Like, should we? What do you think? For Byron um, Scott finding. Yeah, finding Byron Scott Book Club return. All right. Ding, all right. Ready? So, as I was skimming through this, literally right before the show, I came yep, upon. As always. Yep. I Anthony, came... Anthony's incapable of reading a chapter, like, you know, taking 10 minutes out of his day to go read a chapter of this at some point during the week preceding the show. Mm hmm. I wasn't listening right there. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, so this next uh, chapter, we're on chapter nine of this book. This is Slam Dunk Success, uh, Leading from Every Position on Life's Court by Byron uh, Big Rick Scott and Charles Norris. <laughs> <laughs> um, chapter nine is Success Outside Your Element. And the basis or, or what he's detailing in his portions of this chapter is his move to Greece uh, after his NBA playing career was done. He didn't want to play for another career after he was after his last year with the Lakers. So he and his wife went out to Greece, and he went out and played with uh, Panathinaikos of the Greek Basketball League. There's, and, like, no chance you pronounce that correctly. Pan, well, it's tough because it's, it's uh, hyphened. So I might have had a chance. If it was all on one line, but it's on two lines. I had no chance. Okay. That was well, me yeah. getting my... That was... Anyway, I, that's actually cool. I didn't know that about Byron. So he goes... Here, I'm, I'm reading this. Uh, I'm reading this from, from chapter nine of this book. He goes, My time in the locker room that season was probably the only time that I felt I couldn't really be myself as a leader because my teammates didn't understand me most of the time. On the court, basketball is a universal language and your eyes and expressions and emotions can say it all. When you put those hands out all around the world, they know that means give me the ball. But because of the language barrier, I had to be more demonstrative on the floor and give my teammates the right looks to really get them to play hard. Uh, there were a whole lot of sign and sign language and body language. When I couldn't express myself with my mouth, I had to talk with my actions. I just picture him like flipping off his teammates all the time. Yeah, I, I like there were a lot of looks. Like I'm imagining like this is the origin of the Kobe death stare. Actually. There you go. Like yeah. he, he came back. Kobe watched Byron Scott grease tape. To yeah. see if there was anything he could learn from it to improve, and this is where he got death there. I'm guessing. All right, so here's where here's where we uh, we get to the 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 real nitty gritty here. Ready? Okay. Because of this, my on court body language was all the more important since I couldn't really talk to the guys. They watched my every emotion even more carefully. If I looked upset or defeated in any way, the players would read that since they couldn't talk to me and get to know me personally. That was all they really had to go by as a player or a coach. I've always had the mentality that nothing was going to bother me. That turnover, that bad call, it's not going to bother me. Because once a player sees me throwing a tantrum, then he feels that he has the right to do the same thing. Anger is contagious and it doesn't lead to victory. In order to win, everyone on the team has to be calm and collected and worried only about the next play and not a pass play. When you can't speak English, it's even more of a priority. To win, you have to be on the same page. And if the book is written in a foreign language, you have to speak through emotions. Sometimes the best way to lead is with a glare and a smile. We just figured out 
where he got his crossed arms from. This was where he learned how to manage young players. Like, because <laughs> that's actually the same language policy he had with D'Angelo Russell, I think. A glare and a smile. Did he know that D'Angelo Russell spoke English? <laughs> this is a question that now we have to ask, like, in retrospect. Look, man, as somebody who has spent a lot of time around kids that were, like, as a result of coaching, I, there were a lot of times I just could not understand them. I could understand why he could, why he would not think they were speaking English. Yeah, he's just like he hears like a couple slang words and like the word Twitter, and he's like, I have no idea what this is. I guess like, <laughs> but I thought that was fascinating. He basically said that like he was so stoic and he had his arms crossed on the court so much because he didn't want to show that anything was getting to him. When occasionally, dude, you got you kind of have to show. Like the the tough thing that he didn't get was that you can show emotion out there, you can show that you're angry about something, so long as you follow that up with when they do something good. You show that they did something good by and just not have your arms crossed as D'Angelo Russell's <laughs> hitting like an amazing shot Game in the winner. background. Like one of that was one of my favorite photos of that whole Lakers era is just that one of like D'Lo. He's like celebrating. He Absolute hit like some massive shot in from the D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, and Byron Scott is just standing in the background with his arms crossed, staring <laughs> off into the distance. He didn't want that play to get to him. <laughs> <laughs> So All now, right. as a father reading this book, are you learning parenting strategies as well as strategies for success? Is this something that we can expect in the Irwin household with Avery? I'm just not showing any emotion around my daughter. Yeah, just whatsoever. like she, she brings you an art project and she's like, she's like, is this good, daddy? And you're just like, you just like look at her, cross your arms, like walk away. Yeah. And then I put on Instagram how she should have she was focused on something else. Yeah. And then challenge own. anyone who defends her to a fist fight. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for this episode of The Lake Show. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. Thanks for those reviews, except for Big Rick, whatever uh, that was. Yeah, you're banned from the podcast now. Yeah. So if you were listening and you Take made it that. this far, you yeah, you aren't allowed to listen anymore. Uh, but uh, keep those reviews coming in. We are, dude, we are like 10, 11 days or so from from the uh, from media day. I know. We we're have like one more show. Back. Yeah, we're almost back at like basketball again. And you know, we'll we'll continue to have shows this week on Silver Screen Roll. Alex and Alex will be back with their as still, I believe, untitled podcast tomorrow. Um <laughs> so I mean, I don't know why they, they didn't just make it AMA. AMA is a good one. You should suggest that to them. Yeah. Ask Alex anything. Oh wait, no, that would be AAA. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Magic <laughs> anything. Yeah. Um <laughs> But I, I would, uh, I would, I would, yeah. We have one more show between you and me before Media Day. We have all these other shows across the entire channel. Keep subscribing, keep sending us those reviews, and we will get through these next eleven days together. We can, we make can it. all do this, guys. We got except it. for you, Big Ricks. You can. You can.